We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Notre Dame fans, welcome back to another edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. Brian Driscoll here, Vince Dare right there. We're going to dive right in. The college football playoff rankings have been released. And Vince, I'm going to tell you, in my opinion, this is probably the most head-scratching initial top 25 I've seen. And, uh, man, there was a lot. I mean, there's always kind of like, oh, wow, that surprises me. There were some that were just flat-out ridiculous. And we're going to dive into all of it. But I want to start off by talking about Notre Dame at 10. We talked today during our show, Vince, that we had Notre Dame. You had them eight. I had them nine. We agreed that they were going to be in that eight to 10 range. Obviously started at number 10. There's enough on their schedule in front of them to, you know, and then what happens in front that they can easily climb up from 10 to four. I think right now it's just kind of focusing on sort of chipping away at one team at a time. I think Wake Forest is going to catch an L soon. Michigan, one of the three Big Ten teams is eventually going to fall behind them because they play each other so much. Sure. Uh, you Some of these other things. So they're, they're going to have opportunities to climb up for Notre Dame. The key is being in the top 10 to start. If you're in the top 10 to start, sure. then striking distance. And I think that's the key for me. So if you're, if you're someone who does want to see Notre Dame in the college football playoff, and I always want to see Notre Dame in the playoff, this is a this isn't the best place you could have started in your circumstance, but it's also right. you could have had a situation where they just said, "Hey, Baylor and Oklahoma State both have better wins," and so you know. But I think ha- them having Wisconsin at number, I gotta find it here. I, I couldn't believe this that Wisconsin Wisconsin's being at number twenty one, yeah, was a huge boost for Notre Dame in my opinion, and it, I think it helped Michigan as well. But. 10 is not the best spot, but it's a it's a good starting point if you're going to try to make a playoff run. Well, and, and the top 12 are exactly what we said the top 12 were going to be. They're just all jostled around. I mm-hmm. mean, it, it, in, in very interesting fashion, obviously we'll get to that. But for Notre Dame, when I saw 10, I was like, okay, I mean, that that's fine because I think there's still going to be, and we talked about it this afternoon, there's still going to be all kinds of movement above them. And so as long as Notre Dame takes care of their own business, they're going to continue to move up. Whether they get to the top four or not, it's completely out of their control at this point. It's going to be what happens in other games. I mean, if they end up 11-1, and 
they're going to be in great shape and they're going to have an opportunity depending on what everybody else does. And I think that's kind of what we anticipated. And that's kind of where we're at right now. And so them being 10, okay, that's fine. Whatever. Okay. Um, I don't think there's a whole lot of difference between Notre Dame being eight, nine or 10 right now. I agree with that. And I, you know, like we said, this was the sweet spot. I think the only thing that would have concerned me if I was Notre Dame is if they weren't ranked like in the top 10, if they would have fallen down to like 11 or 12 sure. behind one of those big 12 teams. Cause the committee has has never really shown a whole lot of love to the big 12 outside of Oklahoma. And then this year they're not showing love to anybody in the big 12, including Oklahoma. Yeah, no doubt. But Oklahoma will get their opportunity to, to jump up. They still have to play the number 11 and number 12 teams. But Notre Dame is in a position where if they just keep doing what they're doing. But I'll say this. The one thing that this has to – if Brian Kelly cares at all, at all, about actually playing for a championship this year, like at all, he needs to he needs to have the mentality of these next four games, if we can put a 60 spot on somebody, we're going to put a 60 spot on, yeah, spot on somebody. absolutely. Because, hey, that winning a championship is always more important than, you know, whatever reasons that have him call off the dogs all the time. Right. Right. If you don't have pedal to the metal for 60 minutes. And what I mean by that is if you put your backups in the game, like we've saw last week with, you know, Lincoln Riley puts, you know, his backup quarterback in the game and you know what he does? They're throwing the football still. Exactly. Put your backups in the game, put your, and let them run the offense and run the defense because don't just run the ball between the tackles every single time. If Notre Dame is going to have a chance to win, they can't just keep winning. Keep winning will get you to New Year's Six, right? And some yeah. fans are happy about that. I understand that. That's And that's okay. But the head freaking coach at Notre Dame can't have that mentality. It needs Agreed. to be about a championship, especially this year. So if you care at all, when you start at 10, you better go out there and just obliterate your last four opponents if you can. Now, they may not be good enough to do that. We'll find out. Right. But if you can, you need to obliterate them. Right. And so and when we talk about because somebody just said final score isn't the eye test, it's part of it. And and but what we're talking about is this, though. It's not just about putting it like Wisconsin beating Wisconsin 41 to 13. It's not that's not a blowout. Right. Because they are going right. to watch the game. We're talking about just pounding a team for four quarters, because if you whoop a team in the first half, and then you call off the dogs in the second half, and that team chops it. Then it's not going to be an overly impressive win because what's in the committee's mind? Yeah, they didn't really play that well down the stretch. And you know how I know this? We saw this in 2015. Notre Dame dropped out of the top four despite winning games. Why? Because they won ugly. So how you win matters. That that's a fact. No doubt. So and, and it's not about running up the score. Everybody says it's not about running up the score. It's about not calling off the dogs. That's a different. Running up the score is running a fake punt on fourth and five when you're up 30. Right. Right. Running a reverse or a flea flicker. Putting your backups in the game when you're up 42 to 10 and letting them run the offense and go down to score is not running it up. That's called – that's what you're supposed to do. Right. Okay. So, to me, they're going to have to do that. If he has any – if because if they don't blow the next four teams out, I don't care what happens in front of them, they're not going to get in. In my unless everybody else has two losses, they're going to have to whoop some people. Thoughts on that, Vince? No, I'm with you. I, 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 I'm absolutely with you on that. I, I don't. 
Notre Dame needs to prove that they're a playoff team. They haven't done that up to this point. Mm -hmm. And and they're going to have an opportunity now that the college football committee is going to be focused on, you know, games and and how, and and how they're played and the outcomes. I mean, they're going to be in their rooms or they're going to be watching all the games Mm -hmm. at the same time. Now, now's the time to start impressing people. Uh, Because if you don't, you're going to be in a new year six bowl and that's fine. And maybe that's where they end up anyway, but you at least got to put your name in the conversation by the way you play. Right. Before we move on to some other things, here we go. Fat Fish with the Super Chat. Thank you for that. We have not seen you in a while. Sorry, I've been missing the live show. Been working on new music. Wish I could have made it to the tailgates. Love the content as always. Irish forever. Thank you very much for that Super Chat. Thank you, Fat Fish. So there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot to get to. The Notre Dame part, Vince, is not, I mean, it's not complicated. 10's not a great spot. It's not a bad spot. It's just, it's, right. it's in the range we thought. They got to blow people out, right? It's 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 simple. Notre Dame football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Irish tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site, and the only one you'll ever need for all of your go-to Irish tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all their Notre Dame tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. The Irish are back home for their third straight game inside Notre Dame Stadium when the midshipmen of the United States Naval Academy dock in South Bend. Mutual respect will be on display when these two longtime foes square off, and you can see it all in person by going to TickPick right now. Just visit TickPick.com slash Irish today to save $10 on your first order of Notre Dame tickets. Again, that's TickPick.com slash Irish today to save $10 on your first order of Notre Dame tickets. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now, when you look at the rest of this, the rest of the what the biggest shocker to me was Oklahoma at eight was a huge shock to me. That is absolute disrespect for Oklahoma. Now, I would have been okay Oklahoma not being in the top four, but to have them at eight behind, let me see how many teams that have lost games. They there's four teams ahead of them that have lost games. And Oklahoma at nine and zero was ranked eighth behind Michigan, right? That that definitely definitely surprised me. Oh, that's a huge surprise. That that that's what surprised me the most because as I looked at the rankings, 
is I didn't watch the show. I did, I looked at the rankings on Irish. That's my fault. Com, <laughs> and uh, I wasn't going to say that, but uh, and I and I put the link in there in the chat. So everybody go over to irishbreakdown.com. That's where a nice, clean look at the rankings because mm-hmm. you can't find it anywhere else right now. Um, when I saw Alabama at two, I was like, okay, well, Brian and I both had Oklahoma at two. So where the heck are mm-hmm. they? And to go all the way down to eight is mind blowing. I don't mm-hmm. understand what Oklahoma did wrong right. to be ranked eight. They undefeated. were ranked ninth in 2019 with a loss. Right. I, I don't, that one is just for me, that's the craziest thing about this one. And there's some mm-hmm. other things that I have an issue with, but the fact that Oklahoma is eight, uh, two spots ahead of Notre Dame. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, 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 it just, I, I don't, I really, really don't understand how and what their reasoning behind them being ranked eighth. Yes, that was uh, perplexing to say the least. <laughs> yeah, so I, clearly they don't have a whole lot of respect for the Big Twelve. Yeah, uh, and, and I and I get that. Um, is there even another Big Twelve team? Yeah, there's not even another eleven and twelve. Oh, Baylor is at twelve yeah. and eleven. Eleven okay, well, yeah. and Oklahoma State's at, and they play both of them. Right, and and so, we t- we said they'd be eleven and twelve. Right, we had we had that's where we had them. Right, right. So Oklahoma will have plenty of as long as they went out because because again they're going to have those two games plus Iowa State. And when I look at Iowa State's resume or a record right here, Vince, let me let me just pull this up here real quick. Uh, Iowa State is currently five and three, and Iowa State before they play Oklahoma, I just want to see what they have left on their schedule. Uh, they have Texas this weekend, then at Texas Tech before they play. Oklahoma okay if you're an Oklahoma fan you are rooting hardcore for Iowa State to win the next two games because no doubt. that would make them seven and three and jump them into the top 25 they would absolutely be in the top I mean because right now the okay I, I know what we're going I'm going off course here of a little bit but the fact that there's two three lost teams in, in the rankings right now is is ridiculous number one yes uh, and the fact that Mississippi State's all the way to 17 is even more ridiculous three losses and you're 17th. That right. This doesn't make any sense to me. Zero. Right. And and a pair of one loss American Athletic Conference teams, Houston and SMU, not even are ranked. not in. Are not, not are not ranked. ranked. Right. That 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 to me was. Uh, I mean, it's but almost San Diego like their state is ranked with. Yes. Right. Right. It it, it to me that that there that was one of the things that the the lack of respect for that for the AAC was puzzling to me. You know, especially since look when you when you look at SMU, okay, they lost to Houston, right? That's going to lead me to another point here. But they've got to win on the road against a Big Twelve team, right? I mean, I don't I don't know what else you expect them to do. You know, Houston, I understand because Houston lost to Texas Tech in the opener, and they they don't have any Power Five wins. I get that, but that just that was one of my other concerning things, Vince. Is for the first time ever, I look at these rankings and say there was a lot of recency bias in this yes that absolutely. and normally that's reserved for the ap and, and and voters and things like that but normally the committee does a really good job and even the chair guy that, that that's uh spoke uh, talked about you know i'm trying to remember the team he was referring to he you knows they haven't cincinnati he was like well the last couple of games they haven't played well and it's like so so like you look at some of the decisions that to me speak to recency bias Having a five and three Mississippi State team over a six and two Kentucky team, the yeah. only justification you can have for that is that Mississippi State just beat Kentucky. That's it. 
I, I don't I don't know what else about their resume would make you think. Mississippi State lost to an to an American Athletic Conference team who's not even in the top four of their conference. Right. They lost at home to LSU and they lost to Bama by forty. Here's who they've beaten: Louisiana Tech by a point. Right? They beat Mississippi State is ranked with a loss to Memphis, a one point loss, a one point win over Louisiana Tech. They're ahead of Kentucky. Right. And then the other one is uh, Wisconsin ahead of Iowa. Was Iowa six and two, Wisconsin's five and three. And Wisconsin just beat Iowa. But if you're going to take a five and three Big Ten team, why not take Penn State, who beat Wisconsin at Wisconsin in the first game of the season? Right. So to me, there was a lot of recency bias in this. And that concerns me because that's something that they have kept out of this for a long time. It's been one of my biggest concerns and you know issues with the pollsters is they they put so much on what just happened this week the committee's always said we're going to take the whole thing and when i look at this top 25 vince this doesn't look like a a a group that kind of took the whole thing with the one exception of having oregon ahead of ohio state that's the only one that i look at yeah you won that bet and i give you credit for that um but uh but yeah i didn't think oregon was a top but then again, I didn't think Oklahoma should be eight or whatever. Right. So it, uh, I, I don't, my head is just, I'm scratching my head about so many of these things in, in here that because Oklahoma got bumped down, that bumped up Ohio State and Oregon. It just, I don't, I don't know how a one loss Michigan team, like, so literally you're, you're ranking Michigan ahead of Oklahoma because they have a good loss. Well, Oklahoma's got to be saying, well, sorry for not losing. Sorry that we won all our right. games. You know, I, I I mean, it just, it makes, it makes no sense. It makes no and, sense. And Cincinnati people should be ecstatic right now yeah. that they're six if yeah. they're going to put Oklahoma eight. Right. I mean, I'm just saying in relation well, to Well, the one thing Oklahoma. that they're going to say about Cincinnati is at least they have the win over Notre Dame. But see, then that's another troubling thing because to me, I don't think you can, because the, the guy said, well, who have they beaten since then? So basically what he said is they're six because they beat Notre Dame. Okay, but that in Oklahoma, I would argue that obviously Cincinnati's got a better win than Oklahoma. Yeah, but I think you could argue that the next three or four wins that Oklahoma has, two or three at least, are better than the wins that every other win that they have. Yeah, that, that Cincinnati has. So yes. Cincinnati's uh, entire resume is Notre Dame right now. It's the entire right. resume, right? I mean, right. And if you're going to say that, then you should put Notre Dame up higher. If they're that good, right. they can right. build Cincinnati's entire resume. Then they they should be up higher. Although I'm not, I don't have any issue with Wake Forest and being ahead of Notre Dame, and I don't have a problem I, with Michigan I, being I ahead either. of Notre Dame because I said in my poll today, I when we did our show today, I I had Michigan ahead of Notre Dame. Right. Couple quick things. Mark Hoffer with a super chat. Mark, thank you so much for that. He says, "I hate when teams run up the score, but I agree that that's what it would take to get Notre Dame into the college football playoff." <clears throat> Brian and Venture, the best. Thank you very much for the super chat and the kind Thanks, words, Mark. Mark. I want to be clear though. I am not advocating on running up the score. What I'm advocating for is playing for sixty minutes. Okay, running up the score to me is being up forty-nine to nothing and running a play-action bomb or a reverse or. Uh, some sort of trick play, you know, a double pass or faking a punt or something like that. That's running up the score. Yeah. Putting your backups in the game and saying, hey, let's go score and letting that guy throw or doing like that. That to me isn't running up the score. The job, here's the thing. It's about a mentality. If I put my offense on the field 
and whether it's a second or third string, and and I'm not calling plays that are designed for them to have success, then what mindset am I establishing in those younger players? I agree. If I'm just I handing agree. off left and handing off right, I know you agree because we, we've definitely talked about this. But to me, you put them in the, in the game. It's the other team's job to stop them. It's not your job to stop your own offense. Right. It's their job to stop right. your offense. And so – that's what I'm referring to, Mark. And I and, and again, I don't I'm not a big fan of running the score up, like calling timeouts to get a score. No, I'm not. No, I'm not doing that's that. running up the score. Yeah. Like that's if you're driving and it's 42 to 10 and you're in your second string is dark driving and you complete a pass and the clock is winding down. I'm not calling the timeout to get a field goal. Right. If you guys don't hustle up and get the playoff, then we don't score again. Right. Those are things that you don't do. But letting them run the two-minute offense is is not, you know, I'm, they need that opportunity. Right. So so that's the that's the difference. We have another super chat down here I want to get to before we get to some more of these these things. Daniel Wade says with the super chat, thank you for that. I kept looking for SMU's placement based on what you said, Brian, in relation to UC would be ranked. Uh, to it you goes. both, Cincinnati, yeah. Uh, to what to your point daniel what we talked about for people who didn't watch the show earlier we said we're going to know about the committee's desire to get a group of five team in based on how they place smu and houston and the fact that smu and houston were not ranked at seven and one and you have a team like fresno state ranked in the top 25 at seven and two to me says a lot about who they're trying to hype up well, right. Oregon has a win over Fresno State. Right? Okay, so that's a team they're trying to pump up. They're not trying to pump up Oklahoma. They're not trying to pump up Cincinnati. Fresno State lost on the road to Oregon. Fresno State also lost to Hawaii. They have a two-point win over Nevada, and they have a 17-0 win over Wyoming. They beat UNLV by eight. Yeah. Right? I mean, so how is Fresno in, but SMU and Houston or not that that's that's kind of my the thing that kind of made me scratch my head a little bit and and I get having San Diego State in there you know but San Diego State's again here's what San Diego State has done this year they beat New Mexico State State by 18 Utah by two it's a good win Arizona by 24 good win they beat Towson they beat New Mexico by 24 they beat San Jose State by six Air Force by six and then lost by 10 at home to Fresno so how is that resume more impressive than what Houston or SMU have done. Because right. SMU's only losses to Houston. Houston's only losses the first game of the year. So uh, just a lot of – so to me, it tells me the committee has no desire to have Cincinnati in the playoffs. Yeah, none. No desire. It, and I'm not against it because I don't think you should pump up an American Athletic Conference team if they just don't because. deserve it. Yeah, right. If they don't deserve it. If Cincinnati would have gone out and blown out Navy and blown out their last couple of teams and not struggled so much against, you know, Indiana, they would probably be in a different place right now. But he was right in what he said. They're not playing well right now. And I can't really fault him for that because I agree with it. My issue is with what he said the, wasn't the president of yes. the committee or whatever. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whole cut, as I think his name is. Okay. I don't have an issue. I don't disagree with what he's saying. My concern with what he said was it was, it's reeked of recency bias. That was my issue. Yeah. Right. And, and so, and then when you have some other things in it, so that was a bit of a, a bit of a head scratcher for me. Uh, Marky Stewart with a super chat. Thank you, Mark. My focus for Notre Dame is to simply go 11 and one, win our bowl game and play and develop our young talent. 
I get all that, Mark, but this is Notre Dame and you're in the top 10. You should, if you're not playing for a championship, why are you coaching and playing at Notre Dame? Right. You know, um, I'm he not didn't say the bowl game couldn't have been in the playoff, though. He didn't say that. Right. And if they get it to a bowl be. game, here's the thing, Mark. Like, if Notre Dame goes 11-1 and gets to a bowl game and they don't make it to the playoff because they did everything in their power to get there and it just wasn't good right. enough, so be it. So be but, it. Exactly. But what I'm not going to be okay with is if you don't do what you need to do right. and get to a bowl game and, and say, what? boy, if you would have done this, this, and this. Yeah, what you have in your control. If you're not maximizing your effort with what you can control, and mm-hmm. the only thing Notre Dame can control right now is how they play against the opponents that they face on the field. That's the only thing they can control. Mm-hmm. They can't control what happens to Michigan State and Ohio State and right. you know, all those different things. They can't control any of that, but they can control what they do on the field. And if they're mm-hmm. going to be okay and satisfied with three-point wins, they're not doing everything that they can to try to get into the playoff, mm-hmm. and they will be satisfied with an 11-1 and and a New Year's Six game and potential mm-hmm. win or loss there, right? So – that I think that's what you're saying, right? I mean, right. It, it's if you're not doing everything that's in your control, right? Because there's so much Notre Dame cannot control about this, right? There's so much because of the way that they played against Cincinnati, right? You have right. to go six spots. That means oh. a lot of things have to happen for you to get into that Final Four. And somebody in right. the in the chat asked me if I see a road for the Irish getting into the playoff. It, it, there's a road. There's number ten. Yeah, it's I mean, crowded right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a road. It's just it's crowded, and there's things that need to happen that Notre Dame has no mm-hmm. control over. Right. Right. And, and it, it could happen. That's all I'm saying. Yes, it right. could happen. There's a road, uh, it, but it be, it will be difficult. Right. It will be difficult. They're going to need a lot to happen, yeah. but it's there. 100%. And so my whole thing is you can't control, and this is to Mark's thing. You can't control what, what other teams do. Correct. You can't control this team upsetting that team, but what you can control is you can control you going out there and you just take just taking it to your opponents. Absolutely. Because that's also a mindset that's going to take you into the next one. And you talk about developing your young talent. That's a mindset that I need to see developed in the younger players. It's if more you're than just extra for practices next for bowl year. games. It's more right. than that. Yeah. Because you need that mentality for next season. Because you have to, you have to as a coach, say, hey, we have to at least have a mindset of how can we get ourselves in with a loss? Yeah. And the way you do that is go out there and smack people beyond what they've done. And it's not about running up the score. It's about developing an aggressive, I'm coming after you mentality that Notre Dame has never had under Brian Kelly, ever. And that's that's one of those final things that needs to change, in my opinion. So we have another super chat from Kay Grant. Thank you for that, Kay Grant. It is, we have a lot of football left. The rankings will change every week. We, we, we know that. Uh, but we're not going to wait till the end just because there's a lot of football left, right? right. Otherwise, we might as well just... Not talk about anything. <laughs> yeah, uh, the next few weeks are going to be a lot of fun to watch. That I agree with. That's a fact. This is going to be a fun month of November. That uh, is a fact. I cannot wait for that. And then, of course, the best part of what he said: "Go Irish." Yeah, man. Got a couple more down here that I want to get to as we, and we're going to get back to some more of our of our thoughts on this, Vince, because it is it was yeah. a, a wild one. Uh, Sean Lucero, do the initial rankings give us insight? Who might uh, get matched up with a New Year's Six game? What matchup would you want to see or not see? Love the show. Sean, thank you so much for that. Thank you, Sean. I don't think so because of – Not yet. And the reason I say that is not – yes, that's a great one. Not yet. Yeah. Because so many of those teams that are ranked are, are have to play each other. Right. And, and exactly. so, you know, you could say, well, if if Oklahoma gets upset by Oklahoma State or Baylor, you know, could, what kind of setup could that be? You know – if 
like you take Oregon and Ohio State out because you're not going to play either one of them unless you're in the playoff, right? Because right? the, whoever, whichever one of those two, if one doesn't get in, they're going to be in the Rose Bowl, right? Right. Uh, then you look at it and say, okay, if Ohio State's in the playoff, then you're not getting Michigan because Michigan's, you know, or Michigan State, one of those two is going to be in the Rose Bowl, right? Then you know maybe you get one of them in another New Year Six. I mean, there's just so much that has to happen. Right. I don't think they would. A lot of people want to get Cincinnati again. I don't think that they would put Cincinnati against yeah. Notre Dame. I don't. See I that wouldn't either. mind it though. I, I, I really mind wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind. To it be honest at all. with you, that might be my top one to beat. Yeah. I mean, if I'm thinking about the potential for you know who you could face in the, in a New mm-hmm. Year Six, because right now they've positioned Cincinnati to not make the Final Four. They don't right? want Cincinnati in the playoff. Yeah. Let's be real clear on that. That that's the what I took out of this first ranking. Even though I had Cincinnati six when we were talking this afternoon, and that's exactly where the committee had them. I yeah. don't think the committee wants them in there. So no, they're setting well, I them know up. You to, don't want them in there. <laughs> well, I don't so, either. But I'm that's saying, exactly why you guys are on the same page. <laughs> yeah, I agree with them. Um, but it, it's it's set up for a possibility. But mm. I don't know that they really dig rematches. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that they would try to avoid rematches to be honest with you. But for me personally, I would love to get another crack at Cincinnati. But you know what they because, want? They want oh, money. Sure. And that, sure. W- that storyline would be a great bold mm. matchup. That's a really good point. Right? Like a Fiesta bowl or something yes. like that. Or yeah. yeah. One of those. Yes. That would be a, a money making storyline. No Cincinnati yeah. looking for payback against Notre Dame who they beat or, you know, that be yeah. a great storyline. It really would. Paul, Paul really McConnell with a super point. chat. Thank you very Paul. much for that, Paul. Appreciate Thanks, you Paul. very, very much. So, Vince, my thoughts on this thing are not mm-hmm. over yet. I have a lot more thoughts on <laughs> I this. I know you do. Alabama at number two is a friggin' joke. That oh. is that is a joke. You I want mean, to talk about recency bias. People there talking it is. about yeah. I mean, people talking about like they're going to get the benefit of the doubt. I agree, but they shouldn't. Uh, you know, I mean, that, that is an absolute, I mean, give me a break. They shouldn't be too. I mean, what give me? And under no Michigan state's got a better win than Alabama, right? Alabama's best win is what number 16 Ole Miss. And then they also beat number 17 Mississippi state, right? A three loss team after that. So they've right. got two wins over top 25 teams, correct? Yes. Michigan Michigan State only has one, but they beat number seven. Right? I mean right there. Yeah. That that I mean, I knew Bam was gonna be in the top four. I knew that over undefeated teams. I knew the, that. But yeah, and I had him at three. three. I had him three. Yeah. I, but I just it, it all comes They're back trying, to, it all comes to the Oklahoma thing. Like yeah. how, how how are they better than Oklahoma right now? How are they like, better than Michigan State? Right. Agreed. I mean, Michigan State's got a better resume than Oklahoma does. No question. Uh, you know, I mean, so to me, you normally, I, I well, some of the stuff I heard from ESPN people like Kirk Kirk Herb Street talking about, it was so funny. He just can't hide. He used to be really good at hiding his Ohio State bias, but Ohio State fans just crushed him so much. I think he's afraid to like not be biased now. Yeah, right. Uh, which is kind of ridiculous. It is. But his comments about, well, okay, yeah, I know Oregon's offensive coordinator like almost died before the game and he didn't coach in their only loss, but Stanford really sucks. Like, uh, okay. Like, how are you just going to like dismiss that, right? Nobody talked about the fact that Kayvon Thibodeau did not play against Ohio State. Ohio State didn't have, or Oregon didn't have two of their three best defensive players in that game. Right. And still beat them and beat them convincingly. 
So it, it was just kind of funny how they dismissed that. But the one thing that they said, the one conspiracy, conspiracy type of thing that was said that I agree with was said by, I believe, Joey Galloway, who said them placing Bama two is them setting up Bama to stay in with a close loss to Georgia in the SEC Bingo. title game. We absolutely agree with that. Absolutely agree with that. And I was going to say that once we started talking about them a little bit right. more. I absolutely agree with that. They are completely setting up Alabama to be a two-loss mm-hmm. team in the Final Four yeah. and to keep Georgia because in as if, well. If Alabama wins out, right? Correct. Let's say yeah. they beat Auburn, they beat the team LSU, the teams that they're supposed to play, and they play the number one team in the country toe-to-toe for four quarters and Georgia wins by a field goal late. How do you drop them three spots out of the top? Right, yeah. That 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 was my issue, right? So so they're they're clearly setting that up. Yeah, I, I, I'm 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 a little shocked by the the pack the Big Ten West hype that we saw. They love. There it. were three. There were just as many Big Ten West teams in the top twenty five as Big Ten East teams. <laughs> like that made no sense to me. Like I didn't get that one at all. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, how are those teams in? How are the again? How is Wisconsin and over Penn State? If if you're going to put all this emphasis on on head to head and all this kind of stuff. I mean, Penn State, here's the thing. Penn State has two wins over top 25 teams in the in the ring because they also beat Auburn. So so Penn State has a win over uh, – let me pull this up here. They have a win over number 13 Auburn, a game they controlled for six – I mean, they had to lead the whole game. They mm-hmm. have a loss in a game against number – trying to pull these things back up i'm just going to put this over on my other screen i got two monitors and i'm not taking advantage (laughs) penn state lost a game at number 22 iowa by three in a game where they were up 17 to three when their starting quarterback got hurt and then they just lost a competitive game that was a legit four quarter game to ohio state and they beat wisconsin another top 25 team Mm -hmm. How are they not like what's Wisconsin Wisconsin's resume built on that Wisconsin beat the number 22 team? Right? I mean, how are you going to have them in and not Penn State if you want to put a five and three Big Ten team? I don't think either one of them should be in the top 25. I, I agree with you. I don't think either one of them should be in either. I, I would put, um, uh, um, oh, help me out here. The kid, the, the, the team from the, um, uh, uh, American, uh, down either in Houston or SMU, pick one. SMU, yeah. Dallas, there either one of them. Yeah, either I, I would them. have them in before I would have Wisconsin in. No I would place. have Texas San Antonio in before I would have Wisconsin. I mean, they're yeah. undefeated. And again, if you can say, well, they haven't played anybody. Well, you had you had BYU in the top twenty-five last year when they played a schedule that was just as bad. So I mean, I you know UTSA, and here's the thing: UTSA has a win over Illinois. Right. They beat Illinois on the road. They beat Memphis. They beat Western Kentucky on the road. How are they not in the top 25? Right. They're 8 0. And they've got two, they've got a power five win and an AAC win. So it it was, it was, there was a lot of like, wow. Like I said, this is the first time that I just had as much seriously. Like when I saw the first one, I was like, wow, they're going to put UTSA a lot higher than I thought they would. (laughs) <laughs> and then they nope. released like 16 to 20, 19 or, or uh, what would it be um, 16 to 20. And I'm like, okay, either they're putting UTSA way higher than they should, or they're not going to be in. And I figured it wasn't going to be in. But when I saw 16 through 20, I was like, they don't want Cincinnati in. 
When right. I saw there was no, because they definitely weren't going to put Houston or Cincinnati. Or in, They're not helping Cincinnati in any way. Not at all. Not in not any all. way. Yeah. And, Absolutely. And, the, and they didn't do a whole lot to help Oregon either. But if you kind of look at it, you say, boy, the, the Pac-12 is just not helping Oregon. I, I don't know well, if there's anything for the committee to do but to hype up the Pac-12 right now. Positioned, yeah, no, I agree with that. Right now. But they've positioned Oregon, if they continue to win, to stay where they're at. They're not going right. to drop Oregon, right? Well, the, Oregon is going to have to – Oregon's going to have to take a page out of the Notre Dame 2015 playbook and do the opposite. Because remember, Notre Dame was in in 2014, 2015, kept winning – until the Stanford, but they dropped out before they lost to Stanford. Yeah. They dropped out after they barely beat Boston College because they had an right. ugly win over Wake Forest at home. They're going to have to blow ugly, teams right. out, and yep. and and they're going to obviously it would only help them if right. Michigan State loses to Ohio State, obviously. Right. But yeah, I mean, they're, but the committee has positioned them yeah. so that if they start to win and they win big or continue to win, I should say, mm-hmm. and they continue to win, then they're going to stay. I have to, I think they're going to stay right where they're at, even without the help of having those other Pac-12 teams it, in the rankings. We'll, we'll have to see because if Ohio State goes out, here's the concern that if you're Oregon, if Ohio State blows out Michigan and Michigan State mm-hmm. and then blows out the winner of the Big Ten West, because that's what I think they're doing. I think they're setting Ohio State up to jump them. Because but if that's they blow why you've got State, the three. Michigan State drops, right? Huh? If, if they blow out Michigan State, Michigan State's out of the final four. Right. Oregon moves up to right. three. Maybe. Right? Maybe. But Oklahoma's <clears throat> there to jump up too. So here, here's, here's where I'm coming from. Okay. They've got, they've got Michigan and Michigan State still left on Ohio State's schedule. Right? Right. The fact that they put the th- number one, two, and three teams in the Big Ten West in the rankings is another example of they're trying to give Ohio State a chance to have a third top 25 win. The the Big Ten Championship. Correct. Yeah, right. And if Ohio State does to those teams what Ohio State has a tendency to do in November and blow people out, then that, then they're going to – and honestly, at that point in time, their resume would be better than Oregon's. I agree. Because, again, head-to-head head can't trump all. It, it can't, you know. Right. I agree. Otherwise, you get into some really weird transitive property type of things, right? Head-to-head head has to be a part of it, but it can't be a – it can't be a – a trump card you just you can't do it that way if if that happens if 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 ohio state does what you just said right mm-hmm. they blow everybody out and they, they finish with one loss etc right mm-hmm. oregon wins let's say they blow everybody out okay so they end up with one that's loss. what they have to do they, yeah, they have, have to blow everybody have to out do that. Yeah. so we know michigan state would fall okay mm-hmm. now oklahoma if they win out they will have wins over the 11 and 12 right. ranked teams so and potentially another one if Iowa State can get hot, right? Now you've got potentially five teams to talk about for four spots, right? Right now, a lot obviously has to do with what happens when Alabama faces Georgia. But right. man, I, I just I'm very curious. Georgia's going to gonna see... have so many fans. Assume, oh. Assuming Georgia, see, here's the yeah. other thing: is yeah. Georgia has always been a team prone to have that one regular season game. You're like, what the heck was that? Sure, and that cannot uh, happen before no, Alabama. It, it, no, and, and you could, and people who look and say, well, you know, their schedule stinks, and they don't really play anybody until they get to Alabama. That's true. Missouri, Tennessee, Charleston Southern, mm-hmm. and Georgia Tech. Let me just remind people that in 2019, Georgia's only regular season loss was at home to four and eight South Carolina. Georgia, Georgia just does that sometimes. You know what I mean, Vince? Like they just have a tendency to have that game where you're like, huh? How'd that happen? Right. So uh, if Georgia loses a game, right, then you, you know, the, then you can have it. But 
if Georgia keeps winning, which I think that they will, there's going to be a bunch of teams just pulling for Georgia to smack Alabama. Right, because, again, the committee putting Alabama two is allowing a close loss to keep them in the top four. Mm-hmm. And if that and, and if every scenario works out the way you just said, now you've got five teams. Now, if I was the one making the selections, Alabama's fifth or lower. Like, they're mm-hmm. the odd man out in, in that scenario, right? I, in, I, in, I, what, you're talking about in a two-loss scenario? In the, if they have two losses... They're not and, even in my top six unless it, there's other two-loss teams. Right, yeah. but I'm just saying the way the committee has already positioned them at two, I'm not right. sure how far they're going to fall. But if we're having a five-team discussion and we're talking about an undefeated Georgia, we're talking about a one-loss Oregon, we're talking about a one-loss Ohio State, and we're talking about an undefeated Oklahoma, mm-hmm. I think those are your four, whatever order. Be. Whatever your order, I don't care. Yeah, And Alabama's on the outside looking. Has to be. Yeah. Yeah, it has to be. And in nobody Cincinnati, else has an argument in that yeah. scenario. Cincinnati, I don't even think blowing people out can help Cincinnati. Because if I Cincinnati blows out, you know, like, like like let's look at Cincinnati's remaining schedule, okay? The the hope that they had, and this is what we talked about before. Thank you for the super chat, K. Grant. Absolutely. As Kerry. The hope that they had is they play SMU at home on November 20th. Now, SMU can still get into the top 25. Sure they can. Right? I mean, sure, so... Sure. They're not locked out, right? And, and we don't know where they landed out. outside the tone. They could be right. 26. They could be 26, yeah. right? Uh, they're not completely locked out. They play at Memphis this weekend, home against Central Florida. If they win the next two, they, they could jump in, right? The, the point being is once Cincinnati beats them, they're going to fall right back out. That's the problem. If they started in the top 25 and then climbed up to like 17 with two wins right. in a row, then when right. Cincinnati beats them, they're still in the top 25. Same thing with Houston. And now the reason we bring up Houston is because the AAC, who they, they've lost some teams, they're in the situation that the Big 12 is in. They don't have divisions anymore. It's just the top two teams play each other in the Big 12 or the AAC championship. Okay. It's like right now, Houston would be the – because Houston's actually undefeated in the league. Because their only loss so far was the Texas Tech, so if if Houston, if Houston loses one more game, they still have the head to head over SMU, and then Cincinnati would beat SMU, and then SMU would be out again, right? Yeah. So right now, unless Houston loses to South Florida, Temple, Memphis, or Connecticut, they'd have to lose two of those games against again South Florida, who's two and six, Temple, who's right. three and five, Memphis, who's okay, and UConn, who is the worst sure. Power Five team in college, the worst. Not Power Five, the worst. No, they're the worst FBS team, team in college football. In college like football. The whole thing. I mean, they're awful. And you could drop them past Division Two, Division Three. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, they're I mean, they're a, they're an serious. okay, they're an okay <laughs> top twenty-five team. I mean, you know, their only win this year, they're one and eight. Their only win was a six-point win at home over Yale. Okay, um, and they're getting blown out by people. The only, yeah. you know, I mean, it's it's bad. They got beat by ten by Holy Cross. They stink. Houston's not losing two of those games, in my opinion. They're just right. they're not. So Houston to me is going to be the opponent for Cincinnati. Now, if you're Cincinnati, you got to hope that Houston just rolls because Houston's the one team that has a chance to get into the top twenty. And again, the top twenty is the key because the top twenty almost ensures that if if Houston loses to Cincinnati in impressive fashion, meaning Cincinnati plays really well. If you're in the top 20, you can stay in the top 25. Yeah. But the, the thing that's going to hurt SMU is SMU only has two games to even get into the top 25. They're not going to go from unranked to 16 in two games before Cincinnati plays them. 
And Cincinnati has to blow them out. If Cincinnati's going to get into the playoff, they have to blow their next four opponents out. They just they have to. So SMU would fall out. Yeah. And that just doesn't help Cincinnati's resume. But Houston now, Houston's the key for Cincinnati. Houston has to win out, which I think they will. I think Houston's going to be 11 and 1 when they play Cincinnati. They will have a chance to jump into the top 11. Cincinnati also needs to root for Notre Dame to win and win impressively. Yeah. Because if absolutely. Notre Dame's cracking the top five, getting into that top five, six conversation, Cincinnati's got to say, hey, look, we beat, a, we beat a top seven, six, seven Notre Dame team. We beat a top 25 Houston team. We handled our business. Right. Right. That's the only chance that they have. But yeah, the AAC got no respect. And you've got three lost Big Ten West and SEC West teams in there. And I'm like, come on. Seriously? It's bad. It was, I mean, yeah. I, it, it, it wasn't good, Vince. It wasn't good. I was also did, did, surprised to see three ACC teams in. I'm sorry. Yeah. I think the American Athletic Conference is better than the ACC. ACC is terrible. They're this terrible. Is a bad ACC year. Bad ACC year. And they have three ACC teams in the top 25. Yeah. That surprised me. Right. That surprised me quite a bit. Was, now they, May Pitt, not be Lake, and who was, the, who was the third? NC State was at 19. You're right. Okay. I, now, I to would, me, that was that was to justify State, Mississippi but, State. I think yeah. that's what that was. Oh, that's, okay. They're in to justify having Mississippi State there because Mississippi State beat NC State. Mississippi State at five and three is ridiculous. I'm sorry. I, look, I don't. I, I guess I kind of don't mind if they were in there at five and three, but at 17. At 17, though, that's what I'm talking about. Like they belong in the 20 to 25 range. I would have pit higher than that, to be perfectly yeah. honest with you. Um, yeah, but that, that's that's ridiculous all by itself. Did they really? I'm looking at the chat over here. Did they actually say that everybody in the top 13 had a chance to make the playoff except for Notre Dame? Who said that? Here we go, right here. The ESPN show said everyone in the top 13 had a chance to make the playoff besides Notre Dame. And another person mentioned it too. I didn't hear that, but it would not shock me at all. Why would you even like, what kind of take is that? Like, why would you even say that? Like, well, everybody else has a shot except Notre. Like that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Well, it's, it's consider the source. I understandable, (laughs) but, but still like, yeah, that just makes no sense to me. Makes no sense it's, to me. It's, See, yeah, it's, I mean, these guys are talking heads. They they don't do real analysis anymore. You're, you're telling me Auburn at six and yeah. two has a chance, better chance than Notre Dame does of making it into the Final Four. Like yes. that's ridiculous. Yes, it's ridiculous. Spark five two one three with a super chat. Thank you for that. He says, "Bingo." They want Alabama in even with two losses. I mean, that to me, what it's what it screams. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, you know that. Yeah. So we have a couple more. You had the you got the one from Kerry Grant. For yes, um for his super chat, correct. And we yes. got one more down here from I think Matt Baisley. And uh oh here, okay. So this makes sense. Mark Stewart, thank you for the super <clears throat> chat, Mark. Uh McElroy said it. That makes sense. Because he's for uh, someone who's supposedly really smart, he says a lot of really stupid things. <laughs> uh Matt Baisley late to the party, but damn it too is such a joke. Bad joke. Michigan State beat CFP seven last week. Yeah. yeah. I'm hundred percent. Yeah. No question. Yeah. Look, I knew the recency bias from the committee couldn't leave Alabama out in the cold, but putting mm-hmm. them at two is a reach. It's a reach. Yeah. I, yeah, that's the best yeah. way I can put it. It's, it's a reach. They love Alabama and they love Ohio state. I get it. And they've, they've positioned Ohio state perfectly, obviously to get into mm-hmm. all they have to do is 
win the rest of their games and they're right. clearly in right so they've Which, they've positioned to me all they probably teams. should i mean if ohio right. state wins out they probably I don't really should have a problem be in ohio yeah. state is I really they just don't. shouldn't be in over oregon unless oregon plays like garbage down the stretch i right. mean because if oregon has a bunch of ugly wins down the stretch while ohio state's beating michigan and penn state and just and then beats them. a that's fine i mean I, yeah. I get that but just right now they shouldn't because yeah. that's the thing too is we always have to be open to changing our opinions too as the season sure. unfolds. Right? Oh yeah, and and that's why we're gonna have the show every week because if something happens if if we go out this weekend and Michigan State loses to Purdue this weekend, well then this changes a whole lot of things. Yeah, you know, no it, doubt. It, it it to me it affects where where you how you view Michigan, right? So right. there's a lot there's a lot that still has to play out, but um, it, it was an it was an interesting ranking. BYU at 15 was another one. That really surprised me, but but I'll say this: I actually respected the fact that they had BYU where they had BYU, and the reason I say that is I know BYU has two losses, but their two losses they they lost to Boise State, which was a bad loss, but then they lost at Baylor. They also have three wins over Power Five teams. Four, excuse me, four. They've beaten four Pac-12 teams this year, and then a fifth Power Five win over Virginia. So BYU beat Arizona, beat Utah, beat Arizona State. The last, uh, so they beat Arizona by eight, Utah by nine, Arizona State by ten. They beat Washington State on the road by two, and then just beat Virginia at home by seventeen. They have five Power Five wins, and so they got them in with two losses. One was to a Power Five team. So I believe I'm going to look this up now, but I believe that BYU is ranked higher in the first poll this year than they were with two losses <laughs> than they were last year when they were undefeated, which is exactly how it should be. I, I'm, I'm giving the committee props on that yeah. one. Yeah. Because they do have a bunch of They didn't of play anybody wins. last year because no. they couldn't. They were, the they were, they were boxed out their of all fault. the Power 5 teams. It was, yeah. It was yeah. not their fault. No, it wasn't their because fault Because they all. weren't in the situation where Notre Dame, they could play the AAC, and a lot of those other leagues would not would not do those kind of – would not would – not, uh, would not play them, but I'm I'm looking this up because I just want to make sure that where BYU, yeah, BYU last year they were one spot higher. They were 14 last year. I remember them being the yeah. teens. Yeah, okay. yeah. So this year they were 15 with two losses, which again because they played a better schedule. So so props to them for that. Uh, I you know look, I'll give the committee a little bit of credit for having Wake Forest in the top 10 because you know they are undefeated. But I'm curious to see how I don't I just don't think Wake Forest is going to stay there because they're not going to they're not going to play anybody down the stretch. Auburn at, at at six and two is a really interesting team because well, they got a chance they, to get in. Apparently, they're so. actually a, yeah, I know, right? But <laughs> Sorry, in in response in defense of his stupid comment, if there's enough chaos, right? Auburn could be the two loss team that gets in the playoff. I mean, because think about it, Auburn only has one SEC loss. They're six right. and two. They because one of their losses is the Penn State. That's, that's true. So if they went out and they beat Bama, they're playing for the they're playing for the championship against Georgia. Well, they played Georgia already and lost. If they get a rematch win over Georgia, there have to be some other chaos, right? But that could be the the, the scenario where I would be curious to see kind of how that goes. But I'm going to be pulling for Auburn to beat Alabama. I always almost always pull for Auburn to beat Alabama. I'm going to be especially sure. doing so this year because I do not want to see. I do not I, want to see Bama get in. Yeah, I don't either. It's a, just, I don't either. I'm sick of Bama. Yeah, 
I don't either. That is hilarious that Greg McElroy said that. That see, this yeah. is why I, as soon as the thing was over, as soon as they announced the top twenty-five, I muted it and didn't turn it back on till the till the president guy was talking. And I didn't Just, even watch it. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's my fault. I told Vince seven thirty, and uh, it was seven. It was seven. And I'm watching the show with my wife, and you know whatever. And I'm getting ready to. He's like, "Hey, are you home?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm getting ready to turn on the show." He's like, "Yeah, it's over." I'm like what? <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My bad on that. It's all good. My man. bad. My bad. Uh, Vincent, I'm looking at this. Any other takeaways? Uh, you know, this weekend's going to, I want to go through the, the, the games this weekend th- that are going to impact it. But any other takeaways from the top 25? I, Minnesota at 20 shocked me. That yeah. was definitely a, a, you know, a pro Ohio State. But again, they're setting up man. that Big Ten championship to be something special for Ohio State. That, I mean, yeah. that that's what that is. You know, yeah. the, the fact that they rode their boat to 20 is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But, you know, rode their boat to 20. That's like that. awesome. Like that. They lost a freaking bowling green. Right. I mean, come on. Right. Who's Minnesota beating this year? I mean, I mean seriously. <laughs> come oh, on. Man. Minnesota at 20. At Okay. Oh, they're right. six and two. Who, the, who have they beaten? I, I mean, let's, let's, they, okay. They lost to Ohio State by 14. They beat Miami of Ohio by five. Beat Colorado, who stinks. Lost at home to Bowling Green. <laughs> well, they certainly weren't going to Bowling Green, that's yeah. for sure. They beat Purdue by seven. Beat Nebraska by seven. Beat Maryland by eighteen. That's a decent win for you know for yeah. Maryland's five and three. And then beat Northwestern. So they're hanging their hat on what? Northwestern. What's the win Maryland? that jumped them up to twenty? Maryland, yeah. Nebraska, Purdue. I mean, seriously. So so they're twenty because it gives Ohio State a, a better win. It gives them reason to have Ohio State ahead of right. Oklahoma in those exactly. teams, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, same thing with Fresno State and Oregon. That was the one win, the one thing where I thought, okay, that Pac-12 was so bad that the committee had to go to Fresno to try to give Oregon <laughs> a bump. I mean, that's 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 the key there. But uh, any other things, Vince, that you that you observed from this weekend or from this uh, first installment of the rankings? No, I think we covered it. I, I I like your take on the the propping up Ohio State uh, based on the other division for the Big Ten championship. Mm-hmm. I think that's so obvious. Um, I, I even though they, I think it's absolutely ludicrous that that Oklahoma State or Oklahoma is ranked where they are, but they've got games against the eleven and the twelve team coming up. Right. So they're they're going to be able to go wherever they need to go to get up into the final four. Um, so. Is it outrageous? Yes. But is it going to matter in the end if Oklahoma mm-hmm. takes care of their business? No, it's not. Um, right. I don't and, think it will. But but starting at eight is a, is it's a long, it's a long way to go. Which is, and it's even longer for Notre Dame, right? So, you know, again, is there a path? Yeah, there's a path. But mm-hmm. chaos is going to have to ensue. And so, yes. uh, and, I love, and that's I why I want to talk about Friday. Yeah. yeah. That's why I want to talk about for? this weekend. Yeah. Yes, right, right, right. because I want to I want to kind of get into because there's going to be some crazy, crazy stuff going on this weekend. But before we do that, Vince, we do have a couple super chats. Maybe. David Knight, my guy, have not seen you in a while. David. I know you've got a move coming up here, buddy, but it's Welcome good to back, see brother. you. Uh, you keep drinking water and antibiotics, but I keep coming back. Love you guys. We love you, too, man. We haven't seen you in a while. So glad <laughs> to hilarious. see you back. That's exactly uh, like he's some sort of a disease or something. Yeah, That's not yeah. True. He's uh, got That's some traveling enough. coming up here. Uh, but it's great to see you, David. And of course, thank you very, very, very much yeah, for the super chat, awesome, buddy. Man. We appreciate that very much. 
Garth Cassidy with a super chat as well, buddy. Appreciate that. I think the only reason they have Bam at number two is because that is what Vegas says. Also, what <laughs> happens if Michigan State wins out? I don't. I don't know if that's if it, Vegas has anything to do with it. I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I just I don't believe that to be the case. I, I you know. But again, it's a new committee, so maybe you know this committee is working with a little bit of a different uh, thought process. Dynamic. But if Michigan yeah, State whatever. wins out, they're in. I mean, and. Oh, they're in now. Yeah. So if they went out, they're yeah. absolutely in. They're and all I think out. what would happen, honestly, is because honestly, flipping two and three doesn't matter because it's still two and three. You're playing uh, each other, right? Yeah. I, and 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 if Georgia and if, if Michigan State was two and one out and Bama was three and one out, they would just flip Bama up to one and drop drop Georgia to three. They're not going to put right. Mississippi. They're not going to put Michigan State to to one, and then have Georgia and Bama at two and three to play each other. So they can play again, right? Yeah, exactly. But Vince, this weekend there's some games that that are gonna have a really big impact, in my opinion. And and I wrote a lot of them down. I mean, there's some bad ones like Ohio State and Nebraska. I mean, that'd be a shocker of all shockers. I don't waste my time on that one. But Wake Forest plays at North Carolina. Yeah, and North Carolina, by the way, uh, in more they have scored over 50 points at home. How many times? Like four times or three times, something like yeah. that. They they score points yeah. at home. Uh, oh yeah, and so and and I know that Wake can score. So I mean, if it, whatever the over under is, take the over because yeah, they scored 45, 38, 30, 25, 59, 59 at home. The only time yeah. was against Florida State. I'm gonna say this too. I think the manner in which North the manner in which North Carolina lost to Notre Dame is either gonna cause them to collapse because their schedule's pretty tough down the stretch. North Carolina at four and four. You've got Wake Forest at home this weekend at Pitt and then home against Walford and at NC State. So North Carolina is going to end up either running the table. And and look, if North Carolina wins out, they're going to jump into the top 25 because they're going to have to beat three ranked teams to get there. Right. You know? Right. Um, and you're kind of a North Carolina fan at this point because yeah. the better they are, yeah. the better your resume Well, plus looks. they're going to knock off Wake Forest. So mm – -hmm. Or the opposite is they're they're going to be so fired up about the fact that they battled Notre Dame and because they didn't quit they did not quit against Notre Dame I got I, look Notre Dame was the better team that day clearly North Carolina you know kind of threatened a couple times but Notre Dame would right. answer right back but I'll give North Carolina a lot of credit even when Notre Dame took a ten point lead late they battled right they kept plugging they kept fighting they just ran out of time to get an additional score not ran out of time like Dante Williams said USC ran out of time like to win. But ran out of time to get a score late. Right. So, so props to them. So if they kind of come into that game fired up, that's I'll tell you right now. You know what that game's not going to do? I'm, what's the over under on that game? I want to see that right oh, now. Oh, it's got to be huge. It's I mean, seventy six. Pound the <laughs> over. Take the over. Take the heck Woo! out of the over on is, that. By one, the way, okay? this is the first time Brian has ever get betting advice uh... in the last. But I mean, seventy six. <laughs> that's thirty nine to thirty seven score. Yeah, I mean, do do you not remember what the score of what last year's game was? And those teams had better defenses last year, right? I think they scored a combined hundred points last year. Well, <laughs> let, me, let me find this. I'm I'm dead serious. Let's see what the score was last when these two teams played. It was fifty nine to fifty three when these two teams played at North Carolina last year. Fifty nine to fifty three. Yeah. Pound 
the over. Okay. Yeah. We got a we got a, a, a super chat here uh, from Kay Grant. Another one. Thank you, uh, Carrie. You. you both think Greg McElroy said that because he wants Notre Dame to join a conference. Do you think Notre Dame will join a conference in the near future if Notre Dame goes eleven to one and misses the playoffs? I rather stay independent personally. Go Irish. Two things. Number one, I don't think he's that deep. I don't think he has like yeah. like when it comes to Notre thoughts on Notre Dame. I'm not saying Greg McElroy is not deep intellectually. He is a pretty smart guy in life. He just offers consistently bad takes on ESPN, right? But I don't think he's like deep in the weeds, like, okay, I'm going to say this because Notre Dame needs to join a conference. And if he is saying he's just jumping on somebody's bandwagon, he, ha- he hasn't really right. thought it through, okay? Right, agreed on that uh, one. I think he's saying it because he has an anti-Notre Dame bias, and he's always had an anti-Notre Dame bias, right? And and you know me, Vince, I don't throw that around a lot to just anybody right. because it's lazy. It is lazy. For him, it's clear. I mean, he clearly doesn't like Notre Dame for whatever reason. I don't know. Maybe he couldn't get into Notre Dame. I honestly have no clue why he doesn't like Notre Dame. But that comment um, today just spit. It's, it's silly. right there. It's right silly. there. It's silly. It's a clear bias. Silly. It's. I mean, if you think a two-loss Auburn team has a better shot at getting in on a no, right. number one Notre Dame team, I just I don't know what to tell you. It's a clear bias. Right. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, as far as Notre Dame joining the conference to go eleven and one, no, because I don't think. I think Notre Dame looks at their schedule this year and says, yeah, our schedule is bad. And you and they will also say that we don't deserve to be in because right. of who we lost to. We I lost mean, they, by 11 at home to Cincinnati. Right. Right. And that's the thing that ticks me off. If Notre Dame beats Cincinnati, they're, they're at worst four. I agree. I agree because I think they would be Cincinnati. four. I think Michigan yeah. State would be ahead because Michigan State would have a better sure. win because Cincinnati would be like 10 to 15. Yeah. Right? No, I agree with that. Yeah, I think Notre sure. Dame would be in the top four right now with a schedule that they're just going to pound everybody in yeah, front of Yeah, because I think they would be above Oregon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think they'd be above Oregon. Yeah, I agree. At, at worst, they'd be five. Mm-hmm. That's it. But I think they'd be in the top four, which is, again, is, there's another reason why. How the heck do you lose to freaking at home to Cincinnati? Give me a break. Dude, it, it, it's embarrassing is what it is. And, and, and Notre Dame fans should be happy with wherever yeah. Notre Dame ends up because of that. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how yeah. else. Will, I don't you know, you can't blame us for having uh, rose-colored glasses on because Notre Dame deserves where they're at. They just yeah. do. Yeah, well, we said eight to ten, and, I, and, yeah. and I'd have been happy with any of those, right? I actually right. would have been more surprised with eight than I am with ten. Yeah, yeah. Tommy enough. Guns, some uh, thank you for the super chat, Tommy. Super yeah, chat, thanks, Tommy. Tommy. Someone else mentioned it. Need an, a Notre Dame cheering guy for the next couple of weeks, Brian. Put out weekly, please. Talked about the earlier today, and I talked about it earlier. I will have that every Friday. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a Notre Dame. You know who to root for. Yeah. If you're a Notre Dame it. fan that wants Notre Dame to be in the college football playoff, I'm going to have it. Hey, here's the games that matter. It, it'll it's be one of my twofold. favorite articles once we get yeah. to the college football playoff. Yeah, and it's twofold. One is here's the Notre Dame opponents, right? That you need to, you know, you need keep you need an eye on this team to win, that sure. team to win, the jump. And you know, you're going to hey, look if you're a Notre Dame fan, you, you go Badgers if you're a Notre Dame fan, right? Yeah. Uh, if go you're a Notre Dame fan, and you yeah. look at North Carolina and you see that they got three ranked opponents coming down the stretch. Hey, you know, go Heels kind of thing. Uh, you know, all that I'll have all that. You know, so if no if Notre Dame's going to make the playoff, here's the games this particular week. So North Carolina beating Wake is an example of one because number one, it gives Notre Dame's strength of schedule a jump, mm-hmm. right? And then it knocks Wake Forest out, right? It knocks we the ACC you. completely out. I mean, completely. ACC is done at that yep. point in time. Yep. Uh, so which we've already talked about, but yeah, I'll have all that, Tommy, and and I'll try to look ahead to it as well. So it's not like just picking. Gee, I want this team to lose this week. Sometimes it's I want this team to win this week because I need them to lose to this team two weeks right. from now, kind of thing. Right. Also, so it it's like it's a beautiful fun to do. Mind. It's fun to do. 
Well, hey, I learned from the best in that regards, right? <laughs> That's a fact. Uh, I, I just have this vision of like a, a bulletin board up in your room with like all this, the like the yarn, yeah, like going all different directions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. channeling my inner loose emoji. <laughs> Seriously, you know? yes, yeah. yes. Uh, uh, Matt Koistra says, I hope to see a ton of upsets this Saturday. Great show, go Irish and Astros. I'm sorry, buddy. I'm pulling Ooh. for the Braves. I got yeah, I can't. I, I'm sorry. Sorry, man. I'm sorry. I can't do it. I can't do it. I, I, I'm a Reds fan, so you and I'm an older Reds fan. So, I mean, I grew up when the Astros and Reds yeah. were both in the National League West, exactly. So, yes. you know, the Nolan Ryan, Mike Scott days, you know, so I, I can't do it. I can't do it. And I, I mean, we, we can talk about too how Bill Doran's only World Series ring came when he finally went to the Reds in '90, not with the Astros, but that's a different conversation for a different day. All right, Doug Lopachin, can you reveal Nawakba's intention? Also, wasn't Drake going to commit tonight? Uh, I love you guys. I love chaos, but Hamilton needs to play in the Virginia game. That's a couple things on that. Uh, I don't know Nawakba's intention. I talked about it in an earlier show. I think I like where Notre Dame is at right now, but they got to close, right? Iowa and Ohio, they're going to be tough to beat. Uh, Drake is going to commit tomorrow night to either Notre Dame, Clemson, or Auburn. We will carry that show live at 9 p.m. Eastern. And uh, we love you, too. And we love chaos as well. Yeah. And and not just because it helps Notre Dame, but it just makes football so much more fun. Exactly. It makes these kind of shows fun. Like, if yes. everything was exactly the way we would have predicted it to be. Okay, hey, everybody, uh, what's going on? Georgia's it's one, Bama's yeah. two, Clemson's three, and Ohio State's four. See you guys in 2022. Yeah, you know? right. That's boring. So, <laughs> boring. And that's the thing. No Clemson. I mean, they shouldn't have been there, but it just – it just kind of oh, hit home just, about how bad their season yeah, is bad. Feels good. Like feels good. it does, but it's also like, like kind of still kind of weird, you know. And then Hamilton <laughs> needs to, to play in the Virginia game. Yes, I agree. Agree, but we don't have to hear about the stupid pizza party that they have on selection yeah. night. Like all that is gone. And I'm yeah. I'm very you're, happy. You're about you're that. a Clemson hater. I, I don't understand that. I don't understand that. I like I just, Clemson. I, I didn't. I don't not like Clemson. It's just it got old for me. Yeah. Hey, You're also a, a northern party. guy, so when you hear a southern accents, I think you kind of get tired. Hey, we're of having a pizza party. Get know, on the other bus. I, I like I like Clemson because they are not a traditional powerhouse. So. I look. I, I actually I remember when Dabo was hired, right? And he was like an assistant coach, and he was hired, and all this mm-hmm. other stuff. And I was like, oh, that's kind of fun, you know? Mm-hmm. I think he's a he, he's a good rah rah guy, and like I loved his shtick and the whole thing. It just wore it wore me down. It wore me down. Yeah, that's, that's where it. I'm at. Southern bias. Uh, Thomas Tartaron says, this is an obvious argument for an 18 field. I strongly disagree with that. I, sh- I think, I think an 18 field, an 18 field would make this conversation a lot less fun. Yeah. Because there wouldn't be as less much controversy. Yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, well this team's in that team's in that team's in and that team's in. Right. So, okay. All right. Yeah. Bam, Bama could go lose to Georgia and they're still going to be in. Yeah. I, I think again, four twelve is the way I want to go. Uh, and you know, my stance, I want to go four. Keep it a four, but change the bowl. Well, that's another another conversation for another day. Yeah, that's a whole other but show. Here's some more <laughs> really interesting games for this weekend for, for in re- relation to this. Obviously, if Liberty upsets Ole Miss, that kind of shakes up the, the resumes for some of those sure. teams. But that's not going to happen. You know, can Illinois pull off another upset at Minnesota? That, that we'll see. Here's where it starts. Michigan State at Purdue. There's a lot of people talking to me about Purdue pulling off the upset. I don't see it. I'd love to see it. You know my stance on Jeff Brom, but I just don't see it. Uh, but that I love, I you talk about the shock waves. You talk about the shock because oh, then yeah. what do you do with Michigan State at that point in time? Right, right. And and then what does that then do to Michigan's ranking if Michigan State drops down? 
And then you run into a scenario where if Michigan State loses to a team like Purdue, there's now a chance that the Big Ten ends up with nobody. Let Hear me out. Alabama wins out, barely beats Georgia. Georgia wins out till they get to Bama. Two SEC teams are in. Okay? Oregon wins out. Oklahoma wins out. Purdue beats Michigan State. Michigan State beats Ohio State. Ohio State beats Michigan. There's no Big Ten team in the playoff. It's happened before, right? Happened before, so it'll be very interesting. Did I lose you, Vince? I don't think Vince can hear me anymore. So Vince has lost his sound. All right, so we've got some more here. Here's an interesting one. Number 11, Oklahoma State at West Virginia. West Virginia is only 4-4, and but West Virginia is a team that's that's played kind of decent football lately. Uh, They have won two games in a row. They beat TCU by 12 at TCU, and then they also beat Iowa State. Iowa State had jumped back into the top 25, and West Virginia knocked them right back out. So that was an interesting one. So so Oklahoma State at West Virginia – is one um, because that like Oklahoma is is you're not going to find a, a fan base that's going to be more excited about what Oklahoma State does than Oklahoma. Oklahoma Sooner fans are going to be cheering for the Cowboys for the next however many weeks until until they play, right? right. Uh, Bedlam, isn't that what they call that that one? Isn't that one called Bedlam? It's one of my yeah, favorite I think, series. Yeah, as well. I think that yeah, I think so. And here's another one: Baylor at TCU. It's the same thing I've said about USC and other teams. Once you fire a coach, you're going to go one of two directions. Either the team's going to collapse because there's no direction, or it's like, hey, we got nothing else to play for, and we rally. And TCU's been competitive. Auburn at Texas A&M is going to be interesting. I don't know how much of an impact, because I don't think the loser drops very much just because the way they hype up the SEC West. Here's one, Vince. Number 17, Mississippi State at Arkansas. You know what's going to happen with this one, right? If Arkansas beats Mississippi State, Mississippi State drops down and they just jump Arkansas back to where Mississippi Right, State they'll just was. flip. Whoop. That's it. Yeah. They'll jump into like 19 and, Ar- and Mississippi State will fall out. Oh, Here's yeah. another one. NC State at Florida State. Because if you're if you're Notre Dame, see, see what the committee did, in my opinion, we didn't talk about this. The one thing I think the committee did is they gave Wake Forest a path that Wake Forest doesn't necessarily deserve. And here's what I mean by that. Putting NC State at 19 doesn't just help Mississippi State. It also helps Wake Forest because Wake Forest has to play NC State in two weeks. Right, right. So that would be another ranked opponent for that. Right. If Clemson keeps winning, don't be shocked to see Clemson jump into the back of the top 25. Clemson's 5-3. and They play at Louisville and Connecticut. If if Clemson's 7-3, and the way this season has gone – they're going to jump into the top 25. Sure. When they oh, yeah, they'll be in that 20 to 25 right? range. For sure. And then Pitt being 25, in my opinion, is a is a, is a a boost for them as well because Pitt is 6-2 and two at 25. Pitt plays Duke this weekend. They play North Carolina at home, Virginia at home, at Syracuse. Pitt can. Now, Pitt could lose some of those games, but Pitt could also win every single one of those games. Do you know what happens if Pitt wins all those games? Pitt They're plays Wake Forest in the, in the ACC championship. Oh, yeah. But they play Wake Forest in the ACC championship. Yeah, you're right. So they're giving Wake Forest a path. So Pitt, Pitt so that that's that's a very interesting one for me. Uh, but NC State is one of those as well. If NC State loses to Florida State this weekend, they've got to be out. 
at, my, at that right. point in time, which right. takes away a good win for a, a good potential future win for Wake Forest. Tennessee at Kentucky will be an interesting one. Oregon at Washington's the other one. Oregon is now on a stage of, and I think their coaches know it and it looked like it this weekend. Mario Cristobal is at a stage now where he knows it's not enough to just win. There's not a single Pac 12 team other than us ranked. Right. We can't just win. Yeah. Not even rank. We have to destroy people. Right. And, and, but at Washington, Washington's playing a little bit better. They got a, a win over Stanford this past weekend at Stanford. So that'll be an interesting one. And there is going to be a, an upset at some point in time this season, Vince that we just don't see coming. Purdue could be it, but here's one we're not talking about. Indiana at Michigan. I don't have any clue how Michigan is, re- is going to react to the loss to Michigan State. Well, they're coached by a crazy person, so that doesn't <laughs> help. <laughs> In Indiana, Indiana got blown out by Ohio State. Yeah. But they battled Michigan State, lost by five, lost at Maryland by three competed relatively well against Purdue and battled Cincinnati pretty well. Indiana's not that good this year, but they're also not as bad as their two and six record indicates. I agree with if that. If Michigan sleepwalks through this game, what happens? That's something I'm very interested. You know, or it, if they're it, not the emotionally ready, it in Bloomington? It's, at, it's at Michigan. Okay. Which to me makes them even more dangerous because – when you're at home, you tend to against a bad team, you tend to overlook them a little bit, right? right. So there's going to be a, an upset here in the next two weeks that we just don't see coming. I'm not predicting that it's going to be Indiana, but my point is Michigan is one of those teams that to me seems a little um, ripe for an upset based sure. on what happened this past weekend. I'd be okay. And so with that's kind of where I'm looking at it. So those are some of the games from this weekend, Vince, that I think are going to have. Uh, you know, th- that are going to certainly impact Notre Dame. So Wake Forest at North Carolina is obviously a big one because the, the biggest thing for Notre Dame is just the teams in front of you to lose. I mean, that's right. <laughs> that's the biggest part. Oklahoma's no off this weekend. And then Michigan State at Purdue. I think those are probably the two biggest. And then, of course, Oklahoma's only two spots ahead of Notre Dame, which is just insane to me. If If Oklahoma State loses at West Virginia – West Virginia's won a couple games in a row now, and if Baylor and or if Baylor loses at TCU, all of a sudden those opportunities for Oklahoma to get impressive wins are out. Yeah, and then NC right. State at Florida State. So those are the games this weekend, Vince, that I'll have my big my my eye on the most as we look at Notre Dame. So any, any like of those it. games that, that stand uh, out the most to you? You have any upset calls for this weekend, Vince? Uh, I I honestly I kind of like Purdue. Uh, this weekend, and you said that um, to me on month yesterday when we did the yeah. college football roundup show. Yeah, yeah I so don't you're know sticking why. To that. I don't know why, but I just I I I like Purdue. Um, that would be my biggest upset, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, by be a pretty big one. Yeah, yeah that'd, be a, that'd be a big. I mean, produce a, produce a good team, slate, but... but still, it's like, oh, I, I know. I yeah. Know. No, what I'm saying is it would be a big upset. Like I'm saying yes. is like produce a good team, but I don't think anyone like like. I, like what's the what's the line on that one? I bet you it's I bet you it's double digits. Although, but you know, I I always get that wrong. Every time I think that that I I understand Vegas, I'm quickly You're quickly realize that, that I don't. We don't uh, work there. It's at a all. three point spread. Three. Wisconsin. Yes, Michigan State's getting three. Hey. Wow. Boilers plus three, baby. Huh. Huh. Mm-hmm. Huh. Very interesting. 
Bang the very, drum. Very, and Notre Dame's at 20 and a half now. So that Oklahoma State's getting three at West Virginia, and then Baylor's getting six and a half at TCU. And then Texas A&M's getting four and a half at, at home against Auburn. Auburn is, is playing really good football right now. And I still am not a believer in Texas A&M. I think they've, I think they've had some fluky wins. And then Arkansas is getting five, getting five at home against Mississippi State, which I find very interesting. And then I, I, I know I don't like Northwestern, but I would love to see Iowa lose at Northwestern. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I, really I can't stand this Iowa team. I don't know what it is. I normally like Iowa. Like they're normally one of those teams I kind of like to win. Well, and then that there's would just, bump them out too. Yeah. Uh, there's just something about this yeah. Iowa team I don't like. I don't know what it is. Who does Wisconsin have this weekend? Wisconsin's got Ruckers at Ruckers, uh, who's not mm-hmm. not terrible, but you know they're not. It could happen, not, but I'm no. Well, the I, thing about Wisconsin is their their offense is just so bad, you just never know. And I've underestimated Wisconsin a few different times, and they've compl- like I underestimated them against Iowa, and they yep. blew Iowa out. Yeah, it you was not I mean? a close like, game. No, yeah. it wasn't. It was unfortunate. Yeah, um, but yeah. Anyway, Ruckers is coming off a win over Illinois, uh, but then they lost Northwestern. Lost to Michigan State, lost to Ohio State, lost to Michigan, beat Delaware, beat Syracuse, beat Temple. Garth so, Cassidy's on my side. Yeah, Michigan State can't defend. The they really path. can't, and he's right. They really They're, can't. They, they are incredibly bad in the secondary. They really are uh, compared to how good they are running the ball. They're that yeah. much worse <laughs> trying to defend the pass. They really don't have a lot of talent on defense. It could be and a to his to his, and that's 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 I mean that's where you and and Garth are coming yeah. from is because yep. one thing Purdue can do is they can throw, to, throw, they the throw the football pretty good. And if they can keep the ball out of the hands of that offense and and keep Walker on the sideline, I'm just saying. Well, and and having Xander Horvath back helps them too. Oh, for sure. Because when because now they have him and King Doru both healthy. Yeah, and they're just a better offense. And and honestly, I was I was disappointed in Jeff Brom last week against Nebraska because he had they were putting Nebraska away and they had a third and one and a fourth and one, and he ran the ball up the middle both times or off tackle both times. And I'm like, dude, you can't run the ball, right? Like you know, so what what are you doing? You got David Bell in a one on one, give him a shot. Right. But and thanks Garth for that super chat. By the yeah, way. absolutely, absolutely. But getting Xander Horvath back helps, in my opinion, because he's for sure he's played three games this year, and they scored 30, 49, and then twenty eight at Nebraska in those three games. In the five games in between him playing, and again he doesn't play. But I just think he's a big physical back. I mean, he had eleven carries for twenty four yards against Nebraska, but you at least have to respect that he's back there. In the five games in between, they scored 13, 13, 13, 24, and thirteen. In in the three games with him, 30, 49, and 28. Yeah. Right. No, you know? yep. No doubt. So uh yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be a very, very interesting game. So so that's gonna do it, Vince. That's gonna do it for tonight's show. Appreciate everyone being show, here man. with us. Yeah, it was. I love that these kind of things because we get to yeah. have some fun. We get to be a you know, have some passion and, and uh get a little fired up and call ESPN out. And I always enjoy those things. <laughs> Just check, check, so, check. <laughs> yep. Here here we go. Kevin Woolard <laughs> says Michigan State beats Ohio State, taking them out, and then Ohio State in turn beats Michigan and takes them out. That would be what after Michigan State loses to Purdue. Right. So that would be and then Penn State knocks off Michigan State just to make sure. That they don't get that one loss right. team. That would be right. uh, you want to know what chaos would look like in the Big Ten. That's it right there. Yeah. Hey, thank you, K. Grant. Appreciate you. Another it's super three. chat. Appreciate you that very man. much. That's a four. Four. He gave us. He gave a sticker on one of them. You're better counter so, than I am. Good job. Yeah. 
Well, I was quarterback, you're receiver, you know, you just see ball, catch ball. Yeah, exactly. uh, but the utter chaos in the Big Ten would be Michigan State gets upset by Purdue. Right. And then Michigan State then beats Ohio State. Ohio State beats Michigan. Penn State beats Michigan State. Utter that's utter chaos in the Big Ten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chaos in the Big 12 would be everybody that Oklahoma has to play loses. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then Oklahoma loses their rematch against whoever they beat in the, championship. Play in the title game. Right. Yeah, so right. they beat Baylor, beat Oklahoma State, and then they replay one of those teams in the in the title game and lose. There's there's your path. Right yeah. There. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah, that, that, at least for, for those two conferences. So it, it's going to be a fun November, folks. I can't wait for it. We'll be back tomorrow at 1230 Eastern in the afternoon. We're going to talk about our Navy matchup yep. tomorrow night, 9 o'clock. Tomorrow night, don't forget Drake Bowden. Drake Bowen is going to have his commitment announcement. He's going to decide between Notre Dame. Right. He's Well, he's going to announce his decision between Notre Dame, Clemson, and Auburn. Uh Big one for Notre Dame. They got to win this one, right? In-state kid, five-star athlete, 2023 class. We're going to talk about that. So we'll be there to have his show uh, or have his announcement. We'll try to have that up. And then we will also talk about whatever the reaction, whether what it means to get him or what they got to do next if they don't get him. So we'll do that tomorrow night at 9 o'clock. Thursday, we'll be back to our, our normal routine. So. Make sure you hit the like button. Was it smash the like button, right? Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell. If you're listening via podcast, give us, please, a five-star review. We appreciate that. Check out ourshbreakdown.com. Sign up for the message board. And uh, we will talk to you all again very, very soon. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.